Big welcome back to the Young Hearts Run Free podcast. You join us for season 10, episode 3. It's another epic after last week's tumultuous efforts. <laughs> welcome back to these shores. I'm Sun Kissed John Cassidy. <laughs> Thank you very much, man. It's been busy while I've been away. We've never, well, you know what? Somebody once said, we never stop and we never do, Stephen. We never do, man. We, we literally on. never stop. The wheel keeps on turning, but we yeah. are absolutely on that wheel. 100%, man. 100% we are. Um, so, I, last week, last week, mm. <laughs> the magic was happening. The Young Hearts Run Free Majestico was taking place on a few fronts. Definitely. Yeah, there was, well, I think, um, when on socials last Thursday, watch out for two big things happening today. We never quite, I don't think we quite expected how big these things were going to be, did we? So, how they would land. No. So No, and they've landed well. The first big thing was the announcement of our new version 5 La Buff Buff, the owl, the unpredictable owl. <laughs> <laughs> and they were they were fucking sell out within about thirty six hours. It was I. It was mental. So if you if you missed the boat, we we apologise, but we we only get so many printed off because I think when we first got the very first ones done, we're like we're just going to be left with about seventy of these things. <laughs> <laughs> you know, both, both we're in four each. Filling <laughs> up a cupboard someplace. So we've we've never ever been ballsy enough to think, oh, let's order. I don't know. So if you've if you manage to snare one, it should be winging its way to you that right now. Yeah. And and wear it and share it and all that kind of jazz as well. But for those who did dig it in, I well you may be quicker next time or no be turned off maybe if somebody was saying a wee social media detox a wee break okay how you folk do that you do uh, that sometimes i do i'm due one actually ah you overdue one i'd say but aye if you were doing any of them and then you switch it back on you're like oh that's a smart new buff buff i'll get any of them you're fucked <laughs> fact, listen, you're I've not making feel any better for the mistake. Anyway, listen. you can still we still got buffs in stock. Some are buff buffs, and it's Some almost summertime buffs. again. And Days are getting what? longer. I checked. I have checked the stock. That is all uh-huh. we've got left. All the OGs, mm-hmm. all the OGs are away. All the sexy buff buffs are away. All the pride buff buffs are away. We've got some summer buff buffs. All the owl buff buffs are away. So, but but in saying that, the summer buff buff is still. Our, we had two sets of them. We did order more yeah. of them because the demand was there. So that's our yeah. biggest ever one that we've ever had. So if, yeah. if you want so, one, hopefully yep. the mail and order delivery system is up and running. John, it is. It is. Hell busy. So um, fingers crossed they'll start landing around about the same time you listening to this episode the other 
big thing last Thursday was a really, really fantastical catch-up that we had with Jack Scott, the winner of the spine. And if you so happen to miss that one and you're listening to this week's because you gained last week's a skip for any reason, and it's all right because I get loads of podcasts a skip every now and again. I can ebb and flow a wee bit. Sometimes I listen to them religiously and other times I'm like that. I get fucked off with that Stephen boy. (laughs) 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 But then maybe a couple of months later I'll give another bash. So if you're maybe in the midst of that, get your ass back and listen to season two episode, sorry, season 10 episode two with Jack Scott. Safe to say it's heading towards our most listened to episode ever. Yeah, in a week. And we've been on the go for about three and a half years or something. Two and a half years, three and a half again. I don't know. It's just, it, it's. I think we, we've discussed this. We think it's just the timing, the timing of it, and the content that Jack delivers. It, it is literally mind blowing. And remember, this guy took ten hours off the record that they said people would never break. He took nearly half a day. He's taken off it. So, God, he doesn't have to share some great knowledge and opinions and. Golden nuggets are plenty. Awfully wise for twenty nine year old. I know. Like he's aye. been here before. Aye, definitely. And the scary, scary, exciting thing is, loads made it come for him as well, which is I know. And he, he gave us a, a bit of a sneak peek of what that could mm-hmm. be for him um, as well. So it was. Aye, I'm still to listen to it back fully myself, and I'm almost saving it up to know for a. A rainy day. There's plenty of them just now. Mm-hmm. There's because it's also it's also available in your HD if you want to watch it on the old YouTube on your big telly in your house or your phone, whatever. It's there. It is, and it's our YouTube channel sprung into life because of it as well. It's had thousands of views on YouTube, literally <laughs> thousands. So yeah, get get touring about it. Um, it was it was brilliant and. We're getting a magic bit of feedback as well about it for everybody who's tuned in and hopefully captured some new listeners as well who can get torn into the back catalogue. Aye, yeah, de- definitely. I mean, oh, I kind of did that. You can do the maths. 180-odd episodes or something that we've, we've rattled that. I find I still find that mind blowing that we've that we've done that. But there's some there's also some great content in there, spine related, battery mm-hmm. related. All this sort of stuff's there, so but also there's runners like us. We spoke to runners like us as well, you know. So it's a great mix of content. We went with the word relatable when we started off this gig, Stephen, and we've maintained that and we've kept it that way all the time. You know, we always bring folk down to your level, mate. We do, we do. We find the middle ground and then we drag them down by the scruff of the neck. <laughs> That's exactly what we do. Some tagline, eh? Find middle ground and then bring them down to our level. <laughs> the podcast of the year 2024. <laughs> <laughs> um, sad, sad news hit us last weekend. Yeah. Sunday night, it was Monday morning, that I woke up and realised what had happened. Um, and, and we're talking about the world record marathon 
holder, Kelvin Kipton, and his um, sad, sad passing. I think the whole world of sport was united. Um, it was it was certainly something that was totally blindsided us um, mm. and everybody else as well. He was a man who was had the world at his feet, um, and him and his coach um, succumbed in a car accident in Kenya. Um, last Sunday evening and aye, it was a, one of these ones that you had to take a real double double mm-hmm. take to kind of for it to sink in Has that happened? Yeah, it was one of these things that literally stopped in your tracks and you're away checking yeah. a couple of sites to find things out, you know um, aye, very very sad tragic, but you're right you said that um, the world of sport united, and that's exactly what happens when things like that happen. People realize a young guy, you were on the same track as him, man. Chicago, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, yeah. Where he set that record, that. you know. So, yep. um, I it's very, very sad. And well, we can all we can say is our thoughts go to the family of him and his coach, the family there too. So, very, very sad, yeah, yeah absolutely, absolutely. So do you know what? We've got tons of other things to catch up on, right? And I think we're going to hear today a extended intro sometime because John's been racing, John's been tooting about the country. Um, I've been up to no so sparkling things, but I've also been doing things. And we've got there's a wee I've got a wee list of things that we need to touch on. But Aye, I didn't do. want to detract. I didn't. We can had it. It can all had. Yeah. And we can get on with this week's guest because she's another absolute cracker who was really, really thrilled to speak to. Aye. Phenomenal chat. Intelligent, articulate, generally fun. We've always said this before, that we the, the angle we go for is that if you were sitting in a restaurant at the table next to us or sitting in a bar at the table next to us, you'd want to listen in. This is one of these chats. Um, we had the pleasure of spending some time with Kaylee Webster, aka the Happy Diet, and we spoke about a whole heap of stuff, man. Whole heap of stuff. Kaylee's been on a you the word the journey gets used, doesn't it? But she's been on a bit of a journey, transformed in a very short time. Um, where she speaks about her intro to running, her current stuff. And a wee bit of aspirations very well. It was it was brilliant, wasn't it? It was. And you already used the word relatable. I think this one, if Jack Scott I think with Jack there was a lot of relatable content there, but then you look at what Jack has done and you think to yourself, Oh man, that's like Marvel super human stuff that. Um mm. Kaylee keeps it real, very real and and relatable and like John says she's relatively early on into her running journey but she's she's already made a big splash and it's not just by the running part it's the the friendships it's the community that she has kind of been part of building mm-hmm. and and then there's the food aspect which yeah, our username's a happy diet so there's a big foodie aspect in there as well um, but oh circles back around to running and and it's it's great stuff it was a um, pleasure to speak to Kayleigh. Welcome to the Young Hearts Run Free podcast Kayleigh Webster how are you doing tonight Kayleigh? I'm great thanks how are you doing? 
I'm I'm very well. Stephen, how are you? Yeah, I'm equally as well, John. Fantastic. Check so, let's, so let's get to it in. Um, Kayleigh, we always like to get a wee bit of background history about what's brought people into running, what it does for them, and a wee bit of your running background. So in your own time, furnish us with the detail. My running history, which spans a whole three years, is <laughs> not that not that extensive. But yeah, my uh, my running was started in lockdown. I absolutely hated any form of exercise and sports prior to that. Definitely uh, avoided at all costs through school and especially running being the top of it. But I think that's because typically I did what everybody does when you go for a run. You go full all guns blazing and you're killing yourself by couple of minutes and if you make it that far so um but for me after after lockdown and and everything that we all went through I just realized I got to a certain point where I needs to needs to make a change you know I need to do something for me and that was the, the point in time where I was like well let's start this couch to 5k I'm not going to tell anyone about it because I didn't want to have that fear of not completing it I didn't want people to to keep asking me questions and putting that extra pressure but I found it no bother. It was it was fairly straightforward. I quite enjoyed the the sort of build up of it. You know, it just eases you into running, and you know, you finish it feeling, oh, I've been out for thirty minutes here. That that's been great. Um, and I completed that just on Christmas Day. Actually, I had my last five uh, k on on Christmas Day morning. I could have postponed it to later on, but I thought, no, this is this is it. Let's get out and do it before we get stuck into that dinner. And I think that's just when everything changed for me. And then I just sort of was angling for more. Um, I didn't really know anything about running. I didn't know there was park runs. I didn't know there were 5k races, 10k races, but I had heard about marathons and subsequently half marathons. So I was like, well, let's let's sign up for a half marathon. So that's that's what I did. I signed up for Edinburgh half marathon, um, which no, sorry, it would have been the Scottish half marathon I did first, which would have been in the September um, 2021. So I started, um, yes, yeah, so started lockdown 2020 was when I did Couch to 5K at the end of that. And then I did my f- first um, half marathon um, in September. So the training for that, I thought, was pretty good. You know, it wasn't anything too crazy, um, but I was still oh, t- taking the piss, I suppose, you know, with my my drinking and my eating and binging. Um, and the day came, went and did my half marathon. And I wouldn't say I didn't not enjoy it but I definitely thought it was one of the most hardest things I've ever done and I finished it thinking can't believe I've done that never doing it again mm-hmm. <laughs> as as we all do but yeah that that didn't last for long I kept up doing a few few 5k's a week I like that sort of routine um but come Christmas time at the end of 2022 I was like I need something else I need to I need to keep going so I signed up that's when I did the Edinburgh half so that was in the May of 2022 but I just was getting to a point where I was still sabotaging my my health, I think. So although I was taking on this epic adventure of trying to improve my fitness through running, I was still binge drinking. I was still binge eating and I just didn't feel good in, in what I was doing and, and who I was becoming. So I just had one of these nights where everything just came to a head and I was like, 
I need to do something about this. And for some reason, that something was signing up for the Loch Ness Marathon <laughs> that year. So that's that's what I did. And then the next day I woke up. Right. That's it. We're, we're doing this properly. So I gave up drinking. And actually, that was the same day that I also gave up meat and dairy and transitioned to my plant based um, diet. Um, and yeah, that's that that all went really well. I felt the benefits from that pretty much instantaneous. The training seemed so much easier. It wasn't, again, I wasn't doing any crazy workouts through the training. I was just sticking to, it was the Hal Higdon's um, mm-hmm. beginner's training plan. Um, and it was just more about time on feet and getting building the miles up gradually, which which suited me because I quite enjoyed just plodding along at my own, my own pace. And my goal really was just to finish the marathon feeling good I didn't want to be broken. You hear all those stories of people that finish it and absolutely gut it or hit the wall at mile 20. I didn't want that. So that was my goal. And and it happens. I was absolutely delighted with the day. I couldn't stop smiling and finished it feeling good and knowing I wanted more. This is this is it for me. This is the, the it's distance, not speed. And then things escalate. And last year, 2023, was a year of ultras. Um, so... Yeah, that that's my running history, I suppose. Well, short, short <laughs> but very, very, very sweet. Let's uh, three years. That, that's um, that's a fair escalation. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking of your graph, <laughs> you no, know, your line graph of running yeah. achievements. You know, the exponential zero, growth. <laughs> zero to five k to ultras right, round about thirty six months later or something like that. Mm-hmm. Impressive. Kaylee, John. I have multiple side <laughs> questions already. You can see it in your pus. <laughs> <laughs> there are many arrows in my quiver, Stephen. Kaylee, <laughs> um, couch to 5K. I, I also, that was the start of my running journey, if we're going to use that term. Um, took me three attempts to finish it, but you're saying, did you complete it the first time you finished it on Christmas Day? I did, yeah, first time. Uh-huh. Yeah. And did this is a question that somebody's asked me a couple of times. You can choose a different voice for Couch to 5K. What did you go with? Oh, I honestly can't remember. I think I changed every week. I like the variety. But I oh, do remember cool. one of them saying, like, during the, the, they give you a bit of spiel and stuff, not just the, the countdowns and all that, a bit of running stuff stuff I suppose and uh, I do remember specifically at one point listening to them say people who complete couch to 5k go on to run marathons and I'm like that won't be me (laughs) (laughs) brilliant brilliant um so well done in doing that well done in running Christmas day the date that you went off the baby what date was that May the 4th oh May the 4th be with you yeah that's it brilliant and Number of questions about that. Um, you said that you, I don't know if you said instantly, but you pretty quickly felt the benefits of that. Mm-hmm. Are you are you still alcohol free? I am. So what I told myself was I'd go alcohol free purely for the duration of the training for the marathon, which would have been about four months. And then mm-hmm. after that, um, you know, I can go back to drinking. That's fine. Um, and so I did feel the benefits and I learned a lot about myself. Um a lot of realizations about my dependency on alcohol and how it's probably um wasn't very good for my personal relationships at the time um so it was quite good to actually have that time to reflect i did go back to drinking after the marathon 
but I felt awful. I, th I had four nights out, shall we say, of where drink was consumed. Even one night, I probably only had like four pints. You know, that's nothing compared to what I used to drink. And I, it just ruined me. I just felt like I genuinely was poisoning myself. So the last day I had alcohol was the 24th of November and I haven't touched a drop since. So that's 24th of November 2022, that would have been. Yeah. Cool. Mm -hmm. oh, well done. Um, and also, this is just a wee opportunity to say to people out there, do your own thing. We've got, there's an issue in Scotland with drinking. There is, mm. you know. I've, I had another question. Yeah, Hal Higdon, right? Mm -hmm. I've heard, heard the name Hal Higdon a lot when people talk about marathon training plans, but there's bound to be people listening and going, Hal what? So <laughs> do you want to say a wee bit about Hal Higdon? <laughs> Who is? <laughs> oh no, I've not done my research. Who is he? <laughs> I just typed in Google a marathon training plan. <laughs> exactly so that. Many people do. That, that was it. So it was between that and Runner's World. And the difference was Runner's World marathon plans did include like speed workouts and hill reps and stuff that I had no clue what it was at the time. Um, but Hal's plan, he has various different ones. So it's like a beginner one, beginner two. Then it goes up intermediate one, intermediate two. And because I'd already done a half marathon training, I chose the beginners too. So I thought I had enough base building at that moment in time. So that was my reasoning for, for choosing that. Yeah. But oh, I should know who, who he is. No, no, no. He's so good in running. I don't know. He's a very good runner, Hal Higdon. Very good runner. But no, no, my, my question was about the, the, the training plan. So thank you very yeah. much. You've answered that mm -hmm. very well. Um, and if people are looking for, a marathon training plan you you could go a lot worse than going to how Hugden's one and you obviously choosing beginner two is a choice you made stood mm -hmm. you in good stead because you said your aim was to finish feeling good and you did so yeah correct decision right we've noticed so, you on social media better we check in social media as part of our Young Hearts Run for you, world famous research. Mm -hmm. But do you want to say a wee bit about your running pals? My wee, my wee running community, absolutely. Um, it was funny actually, someone said to me recently, they're like, do you think you would do the things that you do, the running, the challenges, if you didn't have Instagram, like if you weren't uploading it? And I kind of, at first I took that as an attack and I'm like, what's that meant to mean? I'm just doing it for the kudos and the likes. But actually, I've realised the answer is probably... I probably wouldn't do it if it wasn't for Instagram, meaning I wouldn't know the things I know. I wouldn't realise what ultras were. I wouldn't see everyday runners doing the things that they do and I wouldn't have that support network. So I thought, actually, I was very glad for the question that made me sort of reflect that. But it's it's amazing how it's grown. And my Instagram page, The Happy Diet, just started out as a food account. And, you know, that was my transition of going plant-based and I was realising all my food looked really nice like the things that I quite like finding on on Instagram myself so I just set up my own page um but I just was just sharing like the stories rather than posts about my running and that seemed to gain traction people were dead encouraging and I was like this is lovely and then I started finding other people that were doing the same sort of stuff as I was and it just grew arms and legs so I was quite reluctant to sort of share any of my runs at the start through the marathon journey I thought I was you know you have that perception that you'd be too slow for other people and you hold people back and it's it's quite difficult to sort of conceive that when you're just starting out running what running with people actually is 
so after my uh, first marathon, I was like, right, I'm going to now just branch out. And and I accepted a few requests of people to to tag along on some of my long runs. And it was the best thing I've ever done. It Like time flies by, you meet amazing people um, and it doesn't matter what pace you go, you just run together. Um, and then so I just started out then going to park runs and meeting more folk. That, and it was just like a group of all these squares that you've been chatting to on Instagram. Um, and it just it just bonded me with so many amazing people and they inspire me. And it's amazing to hear that we, Kaylee, is inspiring them too. Um, yeah, I love it. That's brilliant. Yeah. I think um, you, you've put that really well because... Do you know that you used the word attack do you know at first it felt like mm-hmm. an attack and that's that sort of demonic sort of view of social media is a negative place and stuff like that mm-hmm. but do you know you completely spun it around and explained do you know how oh wait a minute it's actually been a huge part of where i am now and those mm-hmm. three years and you've learned you've made new connections you find like-minded people um i laughed at you saying that um you, you meeting all these squares <laughs> I, uh, I, I know plenty runners when we all get together we're all pretty squares <laughs> we can all be in it together the way it's almost yeah. like yes like mm-hmm. sometimes I'll talk about running during a meeting at work or something like that and nobody else is going mate we're not even interested in yeah. the slightest but we'll mm-hmm. pretend we are just to be nice yeah. <laughs> It's so nice because you see the same faces, especially in Scottish events and stuff. And like I said, yeah. I went a bit mad with my races and events last year. But you you get to know folk on these these runs, and then you see them again at another event, and it's just it's just so fulfilling, and it it just sort of spurs you on. Especially if you're maybe hitting a wee bit of a low point in a in an event, and then someone passes you and says, "Oh hi, you you know you're Kaylee or blah blah blah," and it just gives you that little boost of energy. And you know it'll probably be working the same way for them when you give them a wee bit of a blether. It's amazing yeah. the, the mm-hmm. chemicals that get released eh, just in that yeah. little moment of connection. And John and I have said it a lot, you know, even you know, when you're watching a race as a spectator, you know, even if you don't know somebody but you clock their name on the vest or top or whatever or on their bib and you give them a shout and their face kinda can yeah. it can turn their their year round, I'm pretty sure John mm. says. Turn their world around. So it can also make you feel, feel a wee bit guilty of having a wee walking break. You're going, come on, Sandra, you can do it. Sandra's just like, <laughs> yeah. you know. Um, but no, I think oh, it's Sandra's like, listening or nodding. Aye, exactly. They're like, they're like, Is he speaking to me? Anyway, um, I think you spoke really well there about the positive use of social media. Social media does get a bad press. You know, quite rightly so for some for some reasons, but that was re- that's really good and quite. I also like the fact that you said that we Kayleys inspiring people and you get inspiration from other people. We spoke about that in the honor awards, didn't we, Stephen? About the everybody can inspire somebody or everybody. You know, it's it's amazing. Never we should never think what we do doesn't matter because if, if you want to do it and it matters to you then it's worth doing and the simple fact that somebody else is looking into your social media going that's brilliant it might be even someone like Kim what it's pissing me rain I'm not going out there and then you see a video or a reel or a post on Instagram and you go they're out doing it so I'm going to go and do it yeah. you know it might be something as simple as that I love it I love it so um, 
you did. You also said the word food a wee while ago, so we'll get to that very, very shortly. <laughs> but then you said cool. you did. You also said that your maybe your race signups in twenty twenty three were um, maybe got out of control a wee bit. Yeah. Do you want, and you that also brings us to ultras. So, do you have a favourite distance that you run? Because you've, you've went from couch to five k. Mm-hmm. Well, sorry, I've got to put a wee pause in. But being joined by our mascot, Callie mm-hmm. has entered the room in Octorada. I know. It's a, it's, she's not been on the podcast for a while, and she was almost just jumping up my chair. So I thought she'd want to come and say hello to you, Kaylee. So this is Callie. You saying hello? Oh. Make more <laughs> sense than me. <laughs> <laughs> Going away and raffle. <laughs> So for the, I'll come back to you, Kaylee. So for those who are listening on audio, Callie was in the room with us for a short while. Yeah. Feel, feel the love. Feel the love. Oh, so, yeah, you've oh, come yeah. from Couch to 5K, and we're, we're, we're not spoke about ultras yet, but we're just about to. But do, do you have a favourite distance, Kaylee? I don't think I've found it yet. Oh. I could tell you what I don't like. <laughs> but, yeah, I'm definitely I'm pretty sure my favourite distance is still in the future. I... I'm not a fan of 5Ks, 10Ks or half marathons purely because I think it's that sustained effort for that whole time. Whereas in marathons and beyond, you do tend to be a lot more easy. Um, So I certainly even it seems weird, though. So even a 13 mile training run for me, even if it is an easy run, for some reason, 13 miles is just it plays on my mind and I find it such a drag. (laughs) But Mm -hmm. 10K is definitely my least favourite. I think 5k is bearable. It's only, you know, you can get it done for 30 minutes. I push nice and hard effort. But yeah, my my favourite distance. Um, definitely, definitely we're going into the high numbers. Um, <laughs> I think I think there's definitely more to explore there. Do you go with, and this is a question for you too, John, actually. I quite like <laughs> thinking about, no, my favourite distance, but my favourite time on feet. Mm. You know, so completely switching the the mind round and saying I'm I'm going out for five hours. I'm going out for fifty five hours. If you're going for fifty five, John. Um, <laughs> you know, Kelly, like Kelly answer. That is, yeah, I like that actually, because uh, that's very much how how I work and actually how my training plan is nowadays. It's not about distance. It's about you're going out for four hours, um, and it'll be on the trails or the hills. So I think an all day thing is probably my favourite, like six, eight hours would be absolutely spot like on. Plenty of picnics. Sometimes that's a good way of framing it. It's like, this is a day at work. Do you know, I'm, got, I'm clocking in and I'm clocking out and yeah. there'll be ups and downs. Just like a day at work for some people, not for everybody. Mm-hmm. I like that as well. And it, I'm glad you went, I'm glad you went plus four hours because I, th- I I like six or eight hours I like the headspace I get in six or eight hours I, I think I'd like to run to a doing and I can't go any further though I've never I've never reached that point of being broke I think that's something I would like to go at some point in the future um I thought I'd seen you like that you know, I've been close. Like I've been All close, right, but okay. I've always got up, man. Like Muhammad Ali, yeah. I just got up, bring it on. But um, 
but no, I think I think I'd be the same. Between six and eight hours sounds a bit good. I mean, Stephen mentioned about going to your work. I can envisage that as long as you're stopping for lunch at some point. That's so, yeah, so yeah, Stephen, what about, your, what about yourself? Sixty-seven is perfect, isn't it? Around about that, like a, yeah. a, a, aye, getting like a, they might say a distance because it could oh. be six hours and you're taking fifteen minutes a mile, or you could be twenty minutes a mile. It doesn't matter. It's just time depends have what you, you're in. Have you ever? This is a God. They're on fire tonight. This is the, both Kaylee and you, Stephen. Mm-hmm. Have you have you ever had a run uh-huh. and you're finished and you're you're going home and you're thinking? I wish I was going to be staying out here longer. <laughs> I, I, a lot of times I think think like that. Yeah, definitely. Mm. So maybe like, maybe a, a time constraint. Like, you could be home for twelve or something like leave, that. Yeah. Even work early. You've left early. Unfinished business. You're back mm-hmm. in the car and you're thinking I could keep on marching on. I didn't think I do. I pretty, I pretty much my mind is focused on almost an imaginary finish line and Aye, what you're when doing. I cross that then mm-hmm. my work here is done and even just doing a lap of the car park to get the Strava up to the next <laughs> point <laughs> okay, to be, it sometimes sure. feels like a chore so I don't know okay. about you but do you ever find no matter what the distance is that you're doing it's always the same point in the run that your body starts to like shut down and wind down yeah. it, whether it be you know a 10 mile 20 mile 30 mile you you know you get to that I don't know where it's 75 percent 80 percent of the way in yep. it's mm. Yeah, that's definitely. You sometimes need to trick the brain into going, yeah. I'm going for 50 miles, where you're actually only going for three. <laughs> I think the key is not to tell your your brain or your body how far you're going that day. But it's, it's impossible for me, because in the morning I'd be play, thinking, play I'm going to go. on yourself. Like, you try, I try to do it. You try and play a trick on your own fucking brain. It's just like, <laughs> it's going to find you. But you do try it. <laughs> oh, I'm just imagining, right? No listening to you. No listening. The worst thing I've done is it's so embarrassing, but I had this giant bar of Toblerone and I hid it away from myself. So I knew when I hid it, <laughs> like, this is going to stop me eating it. <laughs> That's exactly it. It didn't oh, work. Oh, oh yeah, I was going to say, is it still there yet? <laughs> no. Uh, it wouldn't oh, have last long with that. One night gone. <laughs> um, oh, Toblerone. I know. Oh. Oh, Danny. Um, right, sorry. Right, running, running. Backyard Ultra, or mm-hmm. the, the yards, that's a format. And I know you had a had a, a blast at that last year up at Blair Athol. I've seen you at Blair Athol. That's right, in, you did. Uh-huh. I saw you up there. What, how was your experience? And what was it just to go and suss out what it was like? What was that all about for you? Yeah, so it was a bit a bit of that. I definitely, um, it was one of those ultras that I had in the midst of lots of other ultras. And my A, a race last year was the Devil of the Highlands, which would have been three three weeks after um, the Highlander, the Blair Athol backyard there. Um, so I certainly didn't want to, to go too far and push it. So I had it in my head that if I did 12 yards, 50 miles, I'd be happy with that. And this is what we're going back to saying. It's like I sort of set a limit there. Um and it was very much to just try and get a feel for it. My dad was actually, um, he he signed up to do it. And my original plan was to go along and, and support and crew him. But I had uh, a couple of big long runs myself on that weekend. And I was trying to figure out logistics. And 
it was my dad actually planted the seed. He was like, well, if you need to cover that distance, you may as well do it in the event. I was like, it didn't take much convincing, to be honest. So, so that was me signed up. But the whole backyards, um, I, I listened to it on on a podcast earlier in the year last year, and it was totally a new concept to me. Um, but then I just so happened to end up being at a running event and it was like an icebreaker. You turn to the person to your right and, you know, you get learn a few things about each other. So turn to my right and there's Karen Nicholl. And obviously at the time I had no idea who our favourite ultra Cassie was. So um, and she's dead humble. So, you know, she didn't really say anything about what she just accomplished that year at Rasselbock Backyard Ultra, getting the assist um, and and the record, UK female record. Um, so I just got chatting to her and said, you know, I'm sort of thinking about venturing into into the backyard world and stuff. And, and Rasselbock was on my radar and that got her talking. And I was like, oh, yeah, it's a great format and you should totally go for it. So that night I did go go away and um, and sign up for Rasselbock. But in the meantime, I was like, well, I should get some experience. Hence this chat with my dad. And then my dad signed up for the Highlander. And yes, the rest is the rest is history. But the event itself, I thought, was fantastic. Um, I really, really enjoyed it. Um, I thought I'd struggle with it being loops because that was one of the things I said I'd never do. I couldn't imagine anything more boring than running loops. But it seemed to be a format that just worked for me. And I know everyone has that same worry of like the stop starting kind of mm. thing and getting going again. But I think it was just that perfect reset. And you'd never go and thrash out a loop. You know, you just take it nice and easy. For me, I was doing a, a loop in probably about 50 minutes, you know, four miles in 50 minutes. That's walking a good half of it. Um, with the, the Highlander, it has like a good steep hill. You know, you're doing a fair chunky bit of elevation each each lap. So that was an ideal time to, you know, you do your 20 minute walk, hike up there and get your munch and, and uh, get the downhill on the way back. Um, it was funny because of that setup as well. I really liked the fact that you finished on the downhill because even at the start, although I was feeling pretty good most of the loops, I was always thinking, well, this could be my last one. You know, that that's fine. This is this is getting a bit tough. But then you hit that downhill and you're like, oh, one more, one more lap, one more lap. And it, it was a great sort of format for that. Um, yeah. I'd never really thought about that before. The, the, the downhill part being almost at a stage of the loop where it gives you a wee bit of positive mindedness. Mm-hmm. Mm. It sounds like you had a, a great day. I remember um, wanting to get up. I think I had a clash with some family commitments, but John had went up and I was getting that, even that FOMO, just watching on social media and stuff like that. I had a few pals up running it as well. Um, and I'd been up the year before and it's a good, it's a good setup. Eh? It's, a, um, mm. it's that togetherness as well that you're, you're in it with other people mm-hmm. who have got much the same motivations as you maybe. Yeah, you get that wee buzz because every time you sort of finish a lap, ideally you want to go back to your your sort of station and refuel and what have you or go to the toilet. So you're always walking past other folk and the other crew and everybody's just so encouraging, like, oh, well done. And and just you get to know the same faces and on the course as well. You're you're having a good wee blether with with everybody. And um, oh, I tell you the best bit, though, it's like when you're in the starting coral um, just before the, the next lap's about to start and you can see folk coming down just just so close to the cutoff and everyone's just roaring like come on come on come on you can do it and they just get in just to the nick of time it's brilliant it's good yeah and then they're buoyed and they going out again for the yeah. just put a <laughs> they're like no i'm done get up no that's the thing you should quit quit on the loop or not quit you should get timed out rather ah. than don't sit down and say I'm not going again you need to just time yourself out that's the best way you've always got one more loop in you she's speaking to you john <laughs> oh no 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 
I am. We're talking about Kaylee. We're talking about Kaylee having a big year of races last year. My my dance cards full, Stevie boy. The now I can't take on anything else. Twenty million years. But never say never. Never say never. Is Blue Rattle something you think you might go back to to that actual location, Kaylee? I would. It's definitely, it topped all the events I've ever done. Even like the devil last year was absolutely loved it. But I think events wise that, yeah, that was my favourite and I would definitely go back. I thought the course was amazing. So I am, I am considering it. My dad signed up again this year, so I will be there regardless. <laughs> I said I'll crew him again, but I'll probably no doubt <laughs> abandon him and run again. But <laughs> See, you said that the devil was three weeks after. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So wait. Doing a 50, and, I, and you, you also said that there's a wee bit of elevation in, in that whoop at Weir Affle. And what you did, did you do 12 laps? Was that what you? I, I did, uh-huh, yep. Tapped out it. So, yeah, that is actually probably further in as much elevation as the devil. Now, on a training plan, people would say that, maybe build up to it. What, mm-hmm. did, you, did you feel that you'd controlled your effort and three weeks later you were ready to go uh, yeah and it did actually i had a wee look back and it worked out pretty much bang on the same elevation um really? as the devil you're right yeah it's it's incredible um i did get a bit of tendonitis um in my sort of lower leg um after it just just obviously with the with the overuse and massive increase in distance so all i did for two weeks after was just stuck to the bike indoor bike i didn't didn't beat myself up i was dead chuffed with with what i've done and i was like i'll still make the start line of the devil you know a bit of tendonitis won't stop me and um the week before the devil i just did a few nice easy runs so it was the ideal sort of break here so you like sorry i'm just going to rewind the clock a bit so you fared mounted up your distance your longest running distance in a well compared to me in a really short space of time compared to to, to you know, me starting running and getting into ultras mm-hmm. all of a sudden you're running 50 miles in a one mm-hmm. how are you feeling after doing that that must feel pretty epic it's a double marathon <laughs> yeah um I know I think that's things I always feel like I've got more in me so I finished that 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 and thinking I, I could keep going I, I want to do more but I'm, I'm not gonna and I think that's why I've got the, the bug now to do to do more of these backyards um I very much still still love the the big the big event events and the sort of point-to-point ones definitely because that's that's a different challenge in itself so I think in my opinion I think you can definitely rack up more mileage easier in a in a backyard format despite what people think I, I would encourage everyone to have a wee shot out of it because it's just so much fun and ultimately you know so what if you could only do six yards eight yards it doesn't doesn't matter it's just a great experience um and yeah, I, oh yeah it's just yeah keen to see <laughs> I, I may, maybe it was just one of those good days so I've got I've got uh one coming up soon so it may all go to pot <laughs> we'll get to that yeah okay i'll <laughs> get to that now john <clears throat> mm-hmm. oh, have you got a question around about this no, element because i was just, going to take us to the next question i'm just absolutely buzzing here i'm having i'm really enjoying this you just i just reached a second and, <laughs> and batter in when it's appropriate that was me telling john to shut the fuck up <laughs> <laughs> and I'm Sorry. doing it. I know, I know. But I want to take you back to that day that you had that epiphany. 
epiphany. Is that the right word? When you have a realization, yeah, May the fourth. Mm-hmm. And you also mentioned at that point in time, and I think you said this. It was like you gave up alcohol and you decided to become plant based. That's right. Yeah. All on the same day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wow. And then so and that's now been the case for two plus years. Yeah. Well, yeah, it'll be coming up three years. It uh, will be. Albeit yeah. you had a wee batter yeah. back into yeah. uh-huh. the drinking right. and then you decided that's yeah. nah, not for me. Okay, so coming mm-hmm. up three years. Plant-based, where, where did that come from? Was that something that was on your radar, somebody else was doing? Um, It came from actually, so I knew sort of this long run and marathons and um, endurance running was definitely more my cup of tea. So uh-huh. I kind of got into reading other um ultra runners and athletes and and their sort of journey and the one that stood out to me was eat and run um scott jurek's book and i was instantly hooked on you know his his journey and his transformation from when he started to uh, eat plant-based and his book was really good because it also referenced what he did in his journey and the research he went away and read and learned from so that's ultimately what I went away and did as well. And um, I read read that research and sort of collected all this. Um, I suppose it's not just anecdotal evidence, you know, that you have got some scientific backing. But I was like, it's it's worth a try, you know, if it's if it's working for them. And ultimately, for me, it was all about longevity and running. And I also wanted to recover well because I knew deep down I must have known that I want to take on these bigger challenges and potentially big back-to-back long long run days and stuff so give it a try and um and I think for me it was probably not as scary of a transition because I've always been into cooking I love I love being in the kitchen and I have gone through phases of cooking vegetarian meals without necessarily intending to cut out meat or anything it was just um, it was very familiar for me, so it wasn't a scary prospect. Um, so I thought the transition personally was what it was quite exciting. I look forward to like trying creating new things and researching. I'm obsessed with food, so I spend probably half my time looking at restaurant menus or recipes and other blogs, and I just love love food myself. So it was a good opportunity for me to branch out and and explore more. And what would then Right, so I am plant based, but what would what would be my typical days eating if I was plant based? What do you typically eat now? Steak for breakfast, <laughs> burger for lunch. <laughs> yeah. Is it? But is it? It's no just as simple as remove non. Yeah. No, there's, there, there must be a bit of thinking. It goes, that's how far, right, I'm, I'm going to start tomorrow. I'm going to be plant-based. Mm-hmm. And I'll yeah. say to the rest of my family, I'm going to be plant-based. They'd be like that. Away <laughs> you go. <laughs> because it takes a bit of, the, it, dude, the essentials in your cupboards mm-hmm. must change. And there's a, a, yeah, yeah, you know it, what I mean? It does. And I know, I think the um, the first step is really taking a simple dish that you typically like, or it's not too too scary to have that transition so you know I think one of the easiest things is like a chili so rather than having your typical mincemeat through it you just just load up with extra beans because you put in kidney beans anyway typically and um it's all about the taste of the the sauce and everything anyway and I think it's it's that gradual transition rather than so I went all out cold turkey you know cut out the drink and went that's it I'm not gradually doing this myself but 
I definitely think it can be quite intimidating for people to take that on. So starting out with sort of basic meals, so, you know, stir fries when it's just so instead of just putting chicken in, you're just putting tofu It's the same. It's looking for things that are just maybe easy to substitute. Um, and then absolutely, then you can venture into the really exciting stuff where you're making beautiful creamy sauces just using vegetables and stuff that you didn't really know. I want to get to that, well, mm-hmm. because yeah, we spoke about. Oh, wait a minute, John's like <laughs> wave, waving. He's waving to hand it, right, John? We can take you off mute. Oh, right. <laughs> I just want to go back and reference Scott Durek because. Mm-hmm. When Scott Durek, and if people don't know, haven't heard that name before, we can link up to his website, someone like that. But um, I also read um, Eat and Run, and his book North is also very good yes. as well. Mm-hmm. But Scott Durek is a plant-based runner. Mm-hmm. And I, I remember when I started getting into running, it was probably about the time that Eat and Run came out, actually, when I started running, people were saying there's no way that a plant-based runner can get the amount of energy mm-hmm. from plant-based well scott jurek won all the big races set course records in all the big races yeah. spartathlon hard rock western states bad water smashed them all um, and he sort of broke that myth of mm-hmm. you you can't do that if you're a plant-based athlete and i think in the last i'm going to say five years my personal observation is that plant-based athletes pushing the boundaries of everything it appears that one of the big things is the recovery from mm-hmm. battering your body is better it's quicker yeah. but it doesn't just happen overnight however i think where Stephen was going to go was to the happy diet cookbook can we speak about that you're mute you need to mute yourself man because <laughs> i was kind of hitting a cough sorry okay. Because yeah, you're talking about how do you, you're, you're talking about how do you transition to being plant based? Well, surprise, surprise! <laughs> I've got a ready made book for you. <laughs> Tell us all yeah. about it, Kaylee. It's um, yeah. Sorry, I thought you were going to ask something. I, I was. Oh. I, I, I was wanting to also say like the happy diet. Where like where did the where did the idea and the name come from in the first instance? And then yeah. So it goes back to when I first set up my Instagram page. And like I said, I was just making all this food and I realised how vibrant and colourful it was all looking. So um, and how good it made me feel. And I thought, ultimately, you know, I'm I'm happy who I am because I'm eating this food. And that that sort of just triggered this thought process. And I know diet is a bit of a trigger word, isn't it? So it's um, possibly it kind of. I wanted to draw attention. So if anyone was ever in the future going to Google, like, I want a, a diet to fix me, you know, we all uh-huh. look for that quick fix. I wanted yeah. them to find find me and this food in the way that it can ultimately, hopefully transform your life for the better. But I really just want to make it accessible for people and, and share the the way that it can be done affordably. And, you know, it's with ease and that sort of nice transition. So the book itself um it, that was my my dream that i wrote down at the start of the year i wrote down um a sort of dreams and i put that on as like a sort of a crazy yeah let's write a a cookbook proposal um and and hopefully work on that but it just sort of 
I just got hooked on it and I got so excited then seeing it all come together and all these recipes that I was doing and I was like well let's just let's just try and just do it myself and, and pull it together through through the magic of um it was Canva and found a publishing company and printed it but really um I just got so excited about how tasty the food was how easy it was how cheap it was and how packed full of everything that we need and I think that is really so rather than it being about taking out things so it's you can't have meat you can't have dairy it's more about getting things in so for me that is really where the true benefits coming from it's adding all these extra foods that you probably wouldn't normally eat um and that's really where the benefits are coming from yes i think not having as much um animal um foods and uh, such as you know red meats and dairy I think that also helps. I mean, I'm not no scientist or proper <laughs> nutritionist or dietitian, but ultimately when we wreck our bodies through long runs, our body goes into a state of inflammation and it needs to recover. But when you're also eating things such as um, these animal products, your body also has an infl inflamed response. So it can't do both or it will do both, but it won't do both. Um, efficiently i'm not really very eloquent at putting this but ultimately if you don't have one to worry about then your body can repair a lot quicker and therefore for me being plant-based taking out the sort of dairy and the meat produce allows my body to then repair properly through um through the inflammation that i've got through running um but yeah like i said i don't really want people to think of it as you can't have something because that's really where you end up splurging you, you get you get to the point of being like I don't like this restrictive diet I'm just gonna I miss my chocolate I miss my mistake it's if you ever have that urge have it you know your body has urges because ultimately it's probably lacking something um and you shouldn't really deprive it and I know there's folk out there that I've spoken to that have um been vegetarian and that's great and then they tried cutting out dairy but the body just it just wasn't working properly so they brought dairy back in and and it works so I think that's the main thing is we need to remember we're all so unique and different so what works for me might not necessarily work for everybody but um, I definitely think there's a huge benefit for eating more plant-based products. I something you said there Kelly has just resonated with me and it was a bit multitasking I've never thought about our bodies like that. Having to multitask on mm -hmm. two inflamed sources at the same time, mm -hmm. you can't, you can't, well, you can do it, but it'll be slower. Yes. You know, so mm -hmm. that, I, I, thank you so much for that. I, I'd never thought about that before. Um, oh, God, that'll keep me, I'll, I'll ponder that a <laughs> lot, actually. I can also, I can also vouch for, I was gifted a version, a copy of, Kaylee's diet book and I think I've messaged you before about this Kaylee mushroom stroganoff is my go-to yes. in there it's absolutely brilliant but to reference what Stephen said earlier about the the things you have in your kitchen mm -hmm. the ingredients that I've that I never had in my kitchen they're easily sourced most supermarkets have them or Mm -hmm. Online online retailers also have them. If you want to get them next day delivery, you can get them that way too. Mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> but the recipes, I'm not a cook by any stretch. Stephen, on the other hand, is very good cook. Very good. 
Ich glaube, er hat mich verdammt. Ich glaube, er hat mich verdammt, aber ich fühle mich vor, Gras, weil ich nicht. Ich sende ihm Fotos. Ich kann nicht testen Fotos, wenn wir testen. Aber ich kann es machen. Ich kann es machen in meinem Brain, was es tastet. Aber Where I'm going with that is, I find the recipes in your cookbook very easy to follow. Like mm -hmm. some other recipes, uh, I lose the plot halfway through yeah. and it ends up looking nothing like it. So it's very well. So did you do all of that yourself? You mentioned Canva. Did you package all of that yourself? I did. Yeah. So I take all the photos myself. Um, I, it's just um, just a basic phone. I don't use anything fancy. Um, and well, I've actually now got a new phone and the photos are rubbish on that. So I have to keep my old phone because the photos are much better. <laughs> um, and yeah, so I just um, I just do, do it myself and, and use use Canva, built all the pages and populated my recipe in there. Um, yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. And where might somebody get a copy of this book if they were interested so talk about multitasking at the same time of working on the on the book i was like i need to build a website so i've got a uh, the happy diet.co.uk um so there are other recipes on there that aren't in the cookbook but you can get your copy from there um as well as other happy diet merch if you're so inclined <laughs> Yeah. Cool. We can Absolutely. put all the links in the show notes. Mm -hmm. yeah. Definitely. Well, see, just before we go off it, you had it. You, you mentioned this, and there's a recipe. I think you've seen you doing it on Instagram, and it's when you're sort of imitating something using other ingredients. You said it, and it's like using avocados to make like a cheesy sauce. Yeah. Uh -huh. Right. But there's no cheese in it. No cheese. No. <laughs> but you're able to almost imitate the flavour profile or something yeah. is that what's happening there yeah yeah uh -huh. so it's it's just oh, it's magic this is what, what i get that? so excited about <laughs> yeah but i think once you start playing around and you uh -huh. know ultimately I, I don't just magically come across this myself you know i do a uh -huh. bit of research and i like looking at other people's recipes and 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 then you start to sort of mix and match and make things work yourself but um there's there's little um like little um ingredients such as nutritional yeast you probably uh -huh. What is nutritional yeast or nooch as as the plant-based folks say um but that has a nutty cheesy taste and you can get it like it's cheap as chips for a wee tub and that adds a nice cheesy taste um so even just like adding acidity so a bit of like lemon juice and stuff it's it really just brings out that sort of tart sort of cheesy tangy flavor that we're we're so love and addicted to I, all of cheese. <laughs> well, I know, I know that's what I, I was thinking as well. Cheese, because I've tasted the imitation sort of cheese. Mm. I'm and not it, a fan of. I'm not a fan of this no. processed um, pretend stuff. To be honest, I'll have it if if I have to win them out. But it's certainly something you'll probably notice in in the cookbook that I I don't use or very. If I was to use it, it'd be very infrequently. I much prefer just making stuff naturally. Um, Brilliant. Well, I'm going to try that avocado cheesy pasta with no cheese, and I'm going to present it to the rest of the family and no tell them, and just mm -hmm. see it's what happens. Brilliant. I'll film, I'll film yeah. their film their reactions. Have you had this, John? Yeah. You don't that, tell that me. That nutritional yeast. It's mm -hmm. like uh -huh. cheesy flakes, man. It's heaven in a tin. Honestly. What if you tasted it raw? Oh, I've done that. I dipped my okay. finger in all the time. I know. <laughs> I've had a spoon face, even. Really? Just, aye, it's brilliant. It's, anyway, um, it is really brilliant. good. Well done on, do you know what, putting together a book and getting it out there. That's mm. no mean feat, Kayleigh. Mm. Amidst, amidst all this running ultras and everything as well. Mm. And a day job, maybe, in 
Mm-hmm. with Emily and all that kind of crack yeah. so yeah yeah you must it shows your your passion for it and it, it totally comes over really really loud and clear and thank you for furnishing us with all these mm-hmm. enlightening facts what what's the happy diet's favorite recipe well it's funny you should say that uh, the mushroom stroganoff earlier because that is definitely our household favorite and we actually had it tonight for dinner at Will oh, yeah. um it's so You've good. Got, there's a bit of it running down your <laughs> yeah. Oh, it is heaven. That, oh, that has to be. If anyone needs a starter for 10 fruit. Okay. I think the thing with that recipe, though, it's funny because ultimately it's a dish in its own. I've not taken any meat out of that. That's A mushroom stroganoff is a dish in itself. Uh-huh. Um, all I've done is just change the way you get the creaminess. So using coconut milk instead of like creme fraiche. Um, uh-huh. So... Um, it's it's a very easy one for people to transition if they want to give it a try. Um, mm. Stephen, I'm going to make it and invite you around. There you go. <laughs> Just put it in a wee leftover Chinese container. And drop off your work. <laughs> Tomorrow morning, <laughs> round about noon. <laughs> okay. Oh. Right, Stephen, move us on. Move us on, oh, my man. I better move us on, won't I? Um, we speak, I could speak about all that recipe stuff and everything (laughs) maybe that's a new podcast idea we've got there could be a spin-off young 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 hearts eat free why that's true anyway on a more important matters buffs or snoods or whatever you want to call them Mm -hmm. that um we are always impressed with kaylee's style we are a buff especially a low buff buff um for obvious reasons um mm-hmm. you've kind of trademarked a wee sort of technique that you've it's got going on just to i know it's not dead simple but <laughs> an, an instructional video got popped up on your instagram at one point um i should have bookmarked it yeah um many mm-hmm. buffs you got oh i think i've just got my 30th one on saturday there okay. yeah so ever growing but I'm very partial to a buff. And it's actually how I found out about you guys. I remember, because um, it just stood out. I love a, I love a colourful buff. Who doesn't? Mm-hmm. But uh, Rachel McPherson and um, a few others, I kept seeing it popping up on Instagram. I'm like, what is this? Young hearts run free. And I want this buff. So it works. Yeah. There you go. Go on. I think, is it on it? Is it a reel that you did on it? Yeah. About how to pop it back up and other people can go on and just discover the mm-hmm. simple technique mine goes on a bit more crash <laughs> i dive looking mirror yeah but just it's just a wee jab that's all just a little finger poke jab and there you go and you get a little triangle <laughs> that's it there we go i see other people that. doing I've, it i've tried it, it? It. he's <laughs> like is that it stevie and i'm like no no it's this watch <laughs> Watch Kaylee's video and you'll be able to master it. But yeah, I am a uh, yeah also a, a fellow buff buff fan. Um, mm-hmm. Hell knows how many I've got. But if you've got thirty mm-hmm. in three years, I've probably got. I've been running for, I maybe seventeen years, and I've probably been acquiring them at the same rate or not. <laughs> Kaylee, actually, did you not do a thing? Was it in about Christmas time? You did a guess how many buffs I have, and I'm sure you had them all laid out. I did, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so, twenty-one at that time. She had nine. Yeah. It might have been. It might have been. So, a big lover of buffs. But what's your favourite piece of running kit? It can be a buff if you wish it to be. But what is it? Oh, 
Well, I think that would be the obvious choice. But if it wasn't a buff, because I mean, buffs are great because I think I wore like four in one race once, like around your neck and around your wrist and everything. Brilliant. But yeah, if, if it wasn't for, for the buffs, it would have to be my speed goats, my trusty, my trusty trail shoes. And I will never, I say never, don't say that because that's when I end up doing stuff. But I can't imagine finding a more perfect pair of shoes for me. Um, the distances that I've covered, I never have any issues with my feet, no matter how soaked they get. Um, and I still remember the very first day I put it on, it felt like a cloud. It was just magic. Like, oh, it was such a such a good feeling. So, yeah, I stick to my my speed, Hawker Speed Goats. Um, they have to be the, the, the shoe I couldn't live without. Is that on all terrain? Is that a trail shoe? What's good about them is they're hybrid. So I found that a lot of my trail runs that I wanted to go and do, I'd often have to either get there by tarmac or there'd be a good chunky bit of tarmac. And I, I did trial quite a few trail shoes. I buy a lot of my stuff secondhand. So actually, you know, probably 80, 90 percent of everything that I own is probably secondhand. Um, so I trialed quite a few trail shoes through Vinted and, and stuff, but even even Nikes and all sorts, it just wasn't the right right feel for me and I found them quite heavy when you were hitting tarmac and um but a few folk kept recommending the hawkers and I was like the speed goats and I was like right I'm gonna bite the bullet and actually just buy buy a new pair and see what they're like and it was the best decision I've ever made um but yeah so I, I would much prefer um going out on the trails so I could wear them um the only I don't really get issues with my feet um but doing the marathon I wore um New Balance uh, 1080s and again I swear by them for I, they're the only shoes that I wear for, on the roads as well but I I do tend to have a, a toenail mishap after wearing those for about four hours um but you get used to that that's fine <laughs> but never have that issue with my, my speed goats on the trails. I'm going to bring in a resident shoe expert Stephen Hoka speed oh, goats. Hoka speed goats well I've never worn hokas in fact I was just speaking to my mate Jamie, Jamie Marshall, John, and mm -hmm. he is doing the West Island Way Challenge race this year. He did the West Island Way race last year, and one of his lessons learned was about getting in the right shoe in plenty time before the big event. Um, and he's he messaged me, he says, "Do you know anything about Hawker Speed Goat Fives?" And I'm like, "I know plenty of people really love them. Um, I've never ran in them myself, and um, I've, I've quite fancy. It. I've never ran in Hawkers at all." Um, mm -hmm. But it is that multi-use, you know, that they're able to be comfy enough on some tarmac and mm -hmm. hard ground, but also cope well with the um, with, with the trails. And it sounds like you've, you know, found your match. I, I joked with him and said, finding your shoe is much like, you know, Tinder. <laughs> you're, <laughs> you're swiping left and swiping right. A shoe match. I think we've used Tinder to, mm -hmm. to, to find Per perfect running partners, no mates to run with, but also finding your perfect shoe because I could wear Hoka Speedcoat fives and absolutely detest them. Mm -hmm. That's true. Yeah. So I, I would actually relate it not to Tinder, but to Harry Potter when he's trying to find his wand. <laughs> it's like that's probably a better. <laughs> that's probably a better analogy. Yeah, yeah. yeah cut my bit out, John. <laughs> you know that's not happening. No, I know, I know. But yeah, Hoka. <clears throat> Speed goat fives, um, any colour, just whatever's cheapest. 
whatever's cheapest. Yeah, if I can get them secondhand, I'd have them. But they're so yeah, yeah you kind of get them secondhand. Not much. You're on the fives. Fives, yeah. Fives. Okay. Brilliant. There a fantastic, go. a fantastic segue for Stephen there. He's talking about Jamie, who did the West Highland Way race last year, because it's been noted, Kayleigh, mm-hmm. that your name is on the start list for more guy in June this year. How are you feeling about that? <laughs> it doesn't feel real. I am absolutely buzzing. Um, I did. I threw my name in the hat. Um, th- there's something about that that trail, that route, and I just absolutely love it. I walked it in um, September 2020, so before I started my running journey, and we we walked over six days, staying over at the various B&Bs and stuff. We weren't camping or anything, but it still was like, I loved the route. It was phenomenal, but it was the hardest thing I'd ever done. I broke down crying on like the third day, and I was like, I can't go. My hip was killing me. My feet were killing me, covered in blisters. But, you know, I, I kept, kept trudging on. So can't believe now that after that pain that I went through, the hardest thing I ever thought that was, I'm now contemplating running the whole route. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I put my name in the hat and I must say I was very disappointed when I didn't get selected. So what they do is they they give out all the spaces, but then you have to accept your space. And he gives you up to, I think it was Christmas Eve, for all the runners to accept the place. And those that don't accept will then go out to those that are on the waiting list. And just so happens, I opened my emails on the 27th of December to a, an email from Ian Beattie saying I had scored myself a place. And I was like, honestly, I could have could have cried I was just so so happy um just felt like everything was falling into place because I told myself if I wasn't gonna get a place in the race as much as I wanted to I would have still gone and done it I would have done a supported solo venture the week before and tormented mm. myself that way mm-hmm. I've said this before there should be a support group for people who do not get into the West Island Way race in November because yeah. it's a hellish feeling when you don't get that email to say you're in but the good news is is that you are so um eagle-eyed as we are we noticed that you had a wee outing at the weekend on the weekend just passed as Mm -hmm. part of the the training route how did that go that was brilliant yeah so that was on saturday there was an it was an out and back route um that started at the oak tree in Bamaha that went out to inversionade and back so the idea was anybody can come along whether you're doing the run or not support crew if you just want to walk it and you just do your distance that you want you can turn back but the option was to do up to 30 miles um and i was like i had four miles on my on my plan so i reached out to to my coach grant mcdonald and i was like got this opportunity to go along just it, it can be up to 30 miles you know and he was like god oh, just go for it see how you're feeling when you got other folk there and that was really what I wanted him to say so I was like yes <laughs> gonna do the 30 miles um because uh, it's a bit of the route that I I remember being quite a technical technical bit of the route along Loch Lomond um and I just wanted to go out and, and explore that again but it was it was fantastic it was about 100 100 folk on the day probably that that turned up um like I say not everybody did the full distance but it was it was good to see so many familiar faces like I was saying earlier and it's like oh you know we ran Glen Ogle together and um saw you at the devil and it, it was it was great um and I felt I, I took it so so easy because I knew I was 
going out for the full 30 and it's one of those things where you have to sort of ease it back because everyone's going off on their own pace but they they might only be doing 20 miles so take my time and um and I had my fueling strategy absolutely nailed I was so chuffed with how all that went um I think I've absolutely cracked that <laughs> that formula now I was probably out for just under eight hours in the end actually I ended up um uh yeah, it was quite quite an adventure actually. Had it, had some folk tag on and they ended up bonking. They needed um they weren't eating, so I had to share my food and and sort of kept him company, making sure that he was all right. Got him a lift sorted and um and all that adventure. And meanwhile, I lost my phone in all that <laughs> travesty as well. So, um, but thankfully, uh, someone else that was running the route found it and it was on its way back to the oak tree. And so I had that at the end. But um, oh, I, I actually. It was such a good confidence boost. You know, I know it was only 30 miles in comparison to the 95 miles West Ham Way is, but knowing that I felt good at the end, you know, typically that's always my ambition. Every long run or event I do, I always want more in the tank. And now that I know my fueling strategy is spot on, um, I'm just, yeah, I, I've got that confidence now of knowing um, I, I've definitely got it in me to <laughs> to take it on. Brilliant. Superb. I did them. Um... Yes, I saw your run on Strava and, you know, then I was looking at who's Kayleigh ran with and then seeing other people, you know, and they were getting, mm-hmm. getting that little bit of excitement and buzz ahead of June, which is still a wee while away, thankfully enough for your training plan. But it, you mentioned something there when you were speaking about it and you'd ran, so you walked it back in September 2020 and never again, that's the hardest thing. Isn't it funny how you just, your your thresholds of pain and endurance mm. just shift. You know, and now you're saying, ah, oh, well, I'm going back to doing the thing that I really struggled and had to persevere with by the sounds of it, and I'm going back to run it mm-hmm. as part of a race. <laughs> I know it's it's mental, and I don't know why why we do it to ourselves as well. It's it's like what you were saying earlier, John, as well. It's like you you've got this desire to keep running till you can't run anymore, and it's just mm. that we just so curious to find out what our limits are and maybe we don't have a limit and that's how interesting is that <laughs> i love that i love that idea you'll be running around that block in new york at that thing that they do uh, you know? 3100 3100 yeah. yeah i really? would do that oh right would you move you on you get white you take the bank leave at work and everything like that. i just do it man um <laughs> clocking in at my work Oh man! Right. Anyway, um, I hope all goes well with your training. West Highland training. I had a question in there, and actually, it was a, it wasn't a question. It's an observation, and it's about. I suppose you should, you go with emergency food. However, when I go with the, the only time I think about emergency food is if it's on a essential kit list, like mm-hmm. when you're going to like events where you could be out for. 12 plus hours there's essential emergency food just in case you're stuck in a hull or something like that yeah but i've never thought about taking emergency food to share this is a but did you you share some of your own food or was it emergency food um it was emergency food yeah Uh, i say emergency i always have like another enough for like another hour or a couple hours so i suppose Mm. yeah ultimately it's an emergency food supply um yeah they got some plant-based stuff Yeah, they did. I, 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 I generally eat everything I've got with me. There's no emergency. <laughs> but 
But anyway, you've ma- you mentioned food and you mentioned fueling strategy and you think you've nailed it. Are you at mm-hmm. liberty to share what that is? There's no Absolutely. pressure to do that. No, no, I'm I, I'm pushing bananas down everybody's throats. I think everyone needs to eat bananas. Um, yeah, so bananas, um, peanut butter and jam sandwiches. Um, so I used to do just jam sandwiches because there's this, you know, it's all about carbs and, and get as much carbs as you can. But I think when you go at the pace that I go to to these, um, you know, you're you're sort of using more of your your fat supply and it, it, you're not burning off the same amount of um of energy as you would if you're going at high effort so that's typically why you need high carbs is because you've just burnt your whole like hourly supply so you need to replenish it but I think what I've found is actually having things with higher fat con- um content higher fat content um works better for me so I used to just like snack on nuts and stuff but now I just really enjoy having peanut butter on my on my jam piece and that works really well um the addition that I've done since Christmas time is I think this is the game changer and it's medjool dates stuffed with marzipan and <laughs> if you like marzipan it's it's a winner um I used to just have the dates themselves because they taste like caramel and honestly if you think oh dates dates are fine or you're not a fan of dates you have to have the medjool dates they are like next level if you've not tried them but stuffing them with marzipan they're like I think they must be the equivalent of what a gel is like because it has all the sort of glucose syrup and all that stuff that's probably not very good for you but it gives you that instant kick um mm. and it's delicious you can see my curiosity here eh? are you are you <laughs> what's the correct term are you de-stoning these dates yourself or did they come de-stoned no i de-stone them myself yeah uh-huh so just just whip how them many out. do you eat when you're de-stoning them because <laughs> i would just go through half a dozen <laughs> of them no, but i love them I put, them in my porridge. Yeah. I put them in my porridge. They're good in oh, porridge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, they are. So the Medjidol ones, eh? They're the, like, level up. Yeah, yeah, they are. They're they're a wee bit pricier, but I tell yeah. you what, you they're worth it. And that's the thing. I used to, I remember way back before I went plant-based, I got this cookbook, Deliciously Ella, and um, oh, and she her recipes used, I didn't realise at the time that all her recipes were plant-based. I just you know, I didn't even realise that they were lacking anything. Um, uh-huh. But I remember she used to have like medjool dates. And I remember going to the shop being like, I'm not paying that price for them. Um, but see, now now I'm like, oh, that's why she specified those ones. I get mine at Costco. Get them ah, cheaper at Costco. Bulk buy. Big mm. punnets on them, man. They're brilliant. Absolutely fantastic. But so, then they put marzipan in it. I speak that, about that. that tip off? Is that what, sorry? Was that a tip off? Like, um, it was actually my partner. He used to at Christmas time. He says his mum used to make um these dates stuffed with marzipan rolled in caster sugar. Oh, I forgot to roll them in caster sugar this time. Oh. Um, <laughs> oh. that'll be the next level. Um, but I uh, yeah, so I made them for Christmas time, and they're so good. And I'm like, uh-huh. why why not just take these on with my runs? It's and I genuinely think that was what made all the difference on Saturday. Uh, it was so good. Is is there a benefit to coconut? Could you roll them in coconut? You mentioned yeah. castor sugar. Could you roll them in coconut with that? Uh-huh. Yeah. It's just that's you getting your carbs and uh, your carbs, your calories. Um, mm. Yeah. So that I think these long runs is it's quite about getting your calories, not just worrying about carbs. Yeah. Roll them in anything, John. Taste of paradise. Yeah. Absolutely, man. I like marzipan. I'm not mm. not a massive fan of it. 
but marzipan in a day rolled in yeah. coconut or sugar. That like mm-hmm. a battenberg cake. I'll yeah. get my get my lab coat and get in the kitchen. <laughs> there you go. Brilliant. That'll be people will be going. What's that going? Dates. Marzipan. Mm-hmm. Aye, and some folk will be going. No, that no. Is <laughs> bad. I'm going to leave Kelly to it. That's fine. Thank you. Right. There you go. That's that's a big reveal. Thank you, Definitely Kelly. Is. Mm-hmm. Um, so West Highland Way 2024. You've also mentioned um a backyard thing. Mm-hmm. What else has happened in 2024 for Kelly Webster? To be honest, um, that's it. So I'm doing the fling as part of the training for, for the West Highland Way. So um, that seems quite mental to think I'm doing a 50-odd mile run as a training run. But, you know, these things happen. Did Just did a 50k year. on Saturday. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> there we go. Um, that's your so thing. The, the second half of the year, I have nothing planned. And what I'm telling myself is, so I love these events and I love backyards. And I'm pretty sure I'll always... All being well, the one that I'm going to do soon goes to plan. Um, and I do find out that I do very much enjoy them. But I think out with that, I want to get back to my running adventures. And by that, I mean, my long runs are like my favourite favorite run of the week. And I love them just as much as these events. And what I like to do are like destination runs. So I pick a destination on a map and be like, well, I'm going to run there. So last year as part of my training, I'd like, I've got family in Burnt Island. So you know, I'd, I'd run from, I found Dalmeny all the way to Burnt Islands. And it's just that having a purpose and going out and exploring. And I want a lot more of that again. Um, and potentially we're getting a camper actually at the start of March. So, you know, that's opened up a lot of a lot of big adventures for me. Um, and I've got my sights set on pretty epic running challenges um, 2025 and beyond. Um, but I think it's a bit scary to think about just now. You know, I've got the West Highland Way coming up, but something's itching inside me saying that I'm destined to do these big back-to-back, potentially uh-huh. fastest known time challenges. Um, multi-day stuff. Multi-day stuff with the ambition of the North Coast 500. Oof. Yeah. Knowing the camper, oh, yeah. man, to actually do it on foot. Do it on foot. Oh, well, you'd be a lot less annoying on the road, which would be... <laughs> Fine. <laughs> but that's a fair shift, five hundred miles. It's it's Absolutely. on the cards for a good ah. couple of years away, I think. But it's something that I, you know, we got to dream big and oh yeah, that, that's 100%, what. Hundred percent. Getting a camper van, that's exciting, isn't it? Yeah, I know. That's, that's the, gonna the, be the, the next phase has been reached. <laughs> I know. Um, that. that is. It's very exciting because then it just takes your dreams to another level to have the access to do that, that mm-hmm. sort of thing. I'm very excited to know what Kaylee's going to do for her next birthday. I'm not asking her that question because I want to reflect back on what she did for her last birthday. Do you want to speak about that, Kaylee? You're three by three by three. Oh, yes. So we spoke about uh, me giving up alcohol. And the reason why I started doing birthday challenges because I reflected on my previous birthdays I couldn't actually remember any of them and I'm not meaning that because I was absolutely steaming which I kind of probably was but what I was meaning is they all sort of blended into one it was always just the same you go out drinking or you go out for a meal and there wasn't any sort of standout birthdays and you know each to their own you don't necessarily have to make a big song and dance about your birthday but you know I was you know 33 years old and I've never really had anything like that so I made a point of 
of changing that. So last year for my birthday, I took on the David Goggins challenge where you run four miles every four hours for 48 hours. And that was back before I even ran an ultra. I'd only just done my first marathon a couple of months before that. And I just loved it. I, th I thought the fact that I was accountable for myself and I could have stopped at any time. You know, I didn't pay a big entry fee or anything, but I still found that motivation and drive to get up and, and do it. And, I, and again, I felt so good afterwards. I'm like, this is this is brilliant. So this year, being my 33rd, um, I was like, what do we do? So three miles every three hours for three days. Let's let's up David Goggins and, <laughs> and show who's <laughs> really hard. <laughs> Um, but at the same time, I also thought um, it was a good idea to sort of do a bit of a simulation for the backyard and see how I, I got about with the sort of lack of sleep. Because when I did Goggins last year, I made a point to try and get as much sleep as possible. Whereas this time I made a point of trying to sleep only when necessary. So over the 72 hours, I slept probably nine hours, which is still, I think, a fair chunky bit of time. Um, and again, I just felt like actually that was it just worked for me. And mm. I made a point of having the same breakfast, lunch and dinner that I would have every day. Um, and then just, you know, the best bit about why we do all these runs, you get to snack in between. So stuff in my face with bagels and biscuits and everything in between. So, yeah. How, uh, how was your recovery after 72 hours? was brilliant I, honestly I felt like I slept really well the next night um but I didn't do anything on so I finished my last run was at six in the morning on Wednesday and then I had to do school run and you know general life um but after that I just went back and just chilled on the sofa had a little nap um went and did my own wee bits and pieces and went to bed early and I just woke up on a Thursday feeling absolutely grand um brilliant. yeah but I think it's just again, it's just going easy. So I wasn't, you know, I was doing these three miles in about 40 minutes was probably my average. Um, so just taking it nice and easy. And I think the thing with these loops and when you're doing the same sort of runs, your your brain is telling your body what's coming. So the effort seems less. And I don't know how else to describe it, but I generally think that's uh, that's how it is. And that's why I seem to sort of thrive on these sort of repetitive kind of routes and loops and what have you? I don't think it's easy for everybody, Kelly. I don't. I think you're. I think you're blessed with something that maybe maybe has yet to be realised in in big time yet. But it's brilliant. Fair play to you doing that. I think it's phenomenal. I would love to know if that nine hours sleep was three hours sleep for three each three days. That's another couple of threes you could have added in there. That would that be is, brilliant. Yeah, <laughs> but that is how it works actually. So it was um, after the midnight run um so i'd get in have my food and then so it must be about one in the morning i'd go to sleep for about an hour and a half and then get up from a three o'clock run and do the same an hour and a half after that one so that that would be my only two sleeps so i wouldn't i wouldn't nap or anything through the day i'd just make a point of sticking to that so yeah three three hours of sleep each day there we go another three brilliant <laughs> bring on the 34th birthday we'll see what <laughs> happens then don't because there's some there's a race that falls on that weekend and it's uh, yeah I've got my eyes on it but the it opens in a week I think or six days the race entry so I've not signed up yet but I'm going to keep that hush just in case okay mm -hmm. can't think yeah. what race that would be uh, <laughs> all may be revealed or it may not may not <laughs> <laughs> oh man I'd like what's going to be dreamt up out of the mind of Kayleigh next um, 
<laughs> it's like you're setting your own, um, do you know, you, you spoke about your book, it's like you've got your own chapters that you're building and yeah, mm-hmm. like Harry Potter, whatever you want to compare it to, it's all yeah. magic. See? <laughs> oh man, a quivering wreck here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, John, where are we? Get us back on track, man. It's time to open up that double D book. Have yep. you got to that bit already? We have, man. Ah, oh, man, I'm still thinking about major doll date stuff with Marzipan. <laughs> Sorry, Kayleigh. <laughs> Dialect Dictionary. Now, we didn't ask actually at the start, where is it you hail from? Oh, what a question. Oh. I never oh. know how to answer this um, because I don't, I'm don't. i from all over. Um, oh, right. I, I was born in Stornoway mm-hmm. um, and my dad was in the army, so we sort of dotted around um, all over the place, um, even in Dortmund for a wee while. But I think I would say um, I did primary school in Aberdeen and then I did high school in Kinross um, with everywhere in between. Um, but yeah, I, right now I'm currently in West Lothian, so... Where about in glorious West Lothian? Backgate. That's not that far from here. It's kind of just take away the hills and you can almost kind of sense Bathgate way. Over over that way. That's on point over that over way. Over that way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. So you have plenty. You've got plenty of ammunition for dialect dictionary, I'm thinking, <laughs> with all these um these places that you've stayed. So what's going to be Kaylee's entry into the Young Hearts Run Free dialect dictionary? Mm. It's funny with the words because half the time you don't even realise they're a specific word to, to where you hail from. But um a, a word that I find myself using quite often, especially with these race fests that you get and you, you've got the water bottles that you're trying to, you, you got to shuggle, shuggle them in. Ah, oh, you do hate to shuggle them in. <laughs> shuggle. Yep. And I was like, shuggle, is that, a, is that a Scottish word? Or is that something I've just made up? Or is that a, <laughs> so I think that has to be my, my wee shuggle word. Is shuggle. I just shuggle all the time. Yeah. yeah. Give things to, shake, to shake, sway or rock back and forth. There we go. Get a shugle. That's what you need to do. Even if your doofer's not working, just get a shugle. (laughs) Or you you get a wee shugle and rattle the batteries. Exactly, aye. For, um, I think it's been explained, yeah. So I'm really surprised that shugle's not been been suggesting yet, but it hasn't. Hasn't. Oh, well, there we go. Happy days. Shugle. Brilliant. Well done. (laughs) And. Thank you. a final question for you, Kelly, is this will be the opening up has happened of the Buff Buff Collection Volume 7, Stephen. Mm-hmm. Yeah? We think. We think. We, we think. We're <laughs> never quite sure ourselves. <laughs> but anyway, you'll know that we have a playlist that um, is an eclectic mix of ditties and songs and tracks for that our listeners like to plug into when they've had enough of listening to us right along for a wee bit. So what song is Kayleigh Webster going to fire in to the Buff Buff Collection Volume oh, 7? Fire in, good words. Um, so I hope you like this one because I know you liked another one by Public Service Broadcasting, which you were interested in, introduced uh, just last year, I think, Everest. Yep. But my song is off the same album and it's Spitfire. And it's another absolute epic. And the thing with public service broadcasting is that they're like, you know, and music just fills you up with emotion inside and just that energy. That's every single song of theirs does that to me. But I think 
Everest, definitely. If, if, for those that haven't heard it yet, go give that a listen. But Spitfire is my is my song for the buff buff. Brilliant. Yeah, thank you. Definitely. Thank you very much. Um, well. Yeah, Everest is a constant on my playlist mm. now. And when it comes, well, when I say my playlist is quite a healthy playlist, but when it comes on, it's brilliant. I just love it. That it every single bit of it is brilliant. There's another mm. one as well. Is it Go? Yes, well, that's, that's good another one. The Race for Space album, that's brilliant. Brilliant track as well. Mm. Um, oh so awesome. Thank you, you so much. The on Go. You oh, yeah. the and he's, what, he's saying GNC. I thought he was saying Gency. <laughs> GNC. Go. Gency. <laughs> Spitfire is yeah. on and entered oh, and locked <laughs> and loaded. And brilliant. I've got it now running through my head. I'll have to listen to it once we come off air. I say yeah. on off air as if we're some kind of, <laughs> we're some yeah. kind of something we're no. We are Stevie Boy. Oh, we yeah. are. We are. Yeah. I've actually got one la- last question for Kayleigh, if you'll indulge me. I'm always admiring your tattoos. Mm-hmm. And John's got a lot of fine tattoos also. And, and yours are too. I've none. Um, I, do they mean anything? Is there anything in particular theme going on? So what's funny about my, my big sleeve here, it's probably the one thing that means absolutely nothing to me. And I let the artist have free reign. So when I went to her, because she did a piece on my leg and that was a piece that I dictated to her. And I said, I wanted Scottish animals and it was phenomenal. It looks like a, a painting. Um, oh. But when I wanted the sleeve, I was like, oh, I want like a skull, a lady's face and roses. And she was like, no, no, no everyone has that <laughs> so I was like so she sort of guided me and I was and obviously talked me through but I let her have free reign so every it took me five sessions so every time I showed up um I had no clue what I was getting and you know what it's my favorite thing and I love it Brilliant. but I tell you one thing I did specify actually it's my wee my wee bumblebee at the bottom there I don't know if you uh-huh. can see it but yeah well, that's I can see my, it all right that's my sister because her name's Melissa and um I think uh, the in Greek Melissa was a bumblebee, um, so yeah, oh, that's yeah. that means something that's to me. But the rest of it was yeah, just do what you like, and I love it. Off, off piste. Yeah. It's a wee trend faith. going on there, isn't there? Yeah, what a faith to put in somebody. Yeah. Tattoo my arm, just do what you like. I love mm-hmm. that. I love that. <laughs> um, and I, I've got it. I've got to remember. I remember as well. I don't know what hill it was. The top one of the hills in the pentlands as i love tattoos and i love tattoos that have got meaning i never knew that until you described that kaylee but i thought really i could see really the pair of shorts and i could see the bottom of it was a, obviously a portrait mm-hmm. i thought somehow in my brain i thought it was going to be johnny cash i said to kaylee what's that tattoo you've got so she lifted up her shorts to show me her tattoo it was slash for guns and roses it's an absolute belter mm-hmm. So yeah. I've now got Guns N' Roses playing in my head. So, <laughs> but I'm I'm glad you asked that question, Stephen. I never I never knew that story. So thank you, mm-hmm. thank you for thank that. You. And Kaylee, thank you so much. Honestly, oh, this you. it feels like we started speaking about 15 minutes ago, but it's way <laughs> over a long hour anyway that we've been we've been chatting. But it's been awesome to hear about so many things. So many things, but it's been great to hear your story. I never, I never knew that it's only been a few years since you've been running and you've achieved a lot, but I just know and can feel there's a hell of a lot more to come. So I'm really interested to see what happens. I wish you 
health and happiness for 2024 and beyond. Thank you very much, Stephen. Thank you both so much. Oh, that I was like John says that just flew by that hour or so, whatever it was, um, and it was great to get to meet you and speak to you. I look forward to meeting mm -hmm. you in person in due course. Um, and yeah, like John says I think the sky's the limit. It's um, you know, it's been some trajectory that you've been on, but you're approaching it with a really, really good mindset. If that's my an okay observation, to have you know, you're no, you know, doing crazy things that you're feel you're not capable or you're doing crazy things maybe sometimes but you're doing it in a controlled thoughtful fashion that you're going to be thinking in the back of your mind I want to sustain this for ages I want to keep on doing this for as long as I can so I need mm -hmm. to look after my body I need to look after my mind whatever else you want to say and yeah can't wait to see how it all pans out for you Kayleigh but no thank you so much for that it's been an absolute blast thank you thank you absolutely loved it thanks for having me The birds fly a lot better than we do. See how they wheel and bank and fly. Perfect. And all in one. Wings, body, tail, all in one. Someday, I'm going to build a plane that will be just like a bird.
Down south of 